0: If you don't use your business to develop personally, you won't make it as an entrepreneur. Now that's a major truth bomb from my client, Kendra Perry. Kendra is one of the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective, and as part of this very special series, I am so excited to introduce her to you, and soon you will see why. Join me and Kendra for a fun and F-bomb-filled conversation where we will tell you what other people aren't telling you about what it takes to build a successful Business. In this episode, you'll learn why failure has to be part of the process, how your inferiority complex is getting in the way of your success, the importance of viewing your failures as a detached observer, how adopting the resilient survivor avatar will help you create longevity in your leadership, and four major brain blocks that are holding you back and what you need to do to overcome them. Kendra is a former multiple six-figure functional health coach turned online business strategist for health and wellness practitioners. She is on a mission to stop health coaches from being broke as fuck by helping 100,000 coaches build booming businesses in the next decade. She has currently helped 200-plus health coaches grow their practices, attract consistent clients, and blow up their bank accounts. Kendra is the creator of the groundbreaking health coach accelerator method, which turns scared, scattered, and self-conscious coaches into confident, focused, and high-performing health entrepreneurs. She is also the founder of the Profitable Group System, which teaches coaches to scale their income and impact with online group coaching programs. Kendra has been featured in Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global, CEO Blog Nation, and Authority Magazine for her expertise on sales. When she isn't getting fired up about business and marketing, you will find her indulging in her love of adrenaline sports in the remote mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada. This is a super fun conversation that's going to help unveil the truth about who you need to be to step into entrepreneurship. So be sure to listen to the whole episode. Now, if you want more information on how you can be one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 Thought Leader Collective, head to rubyframon.com forward slash TLC and grab all the details there. And if it feels aligned and you're excited to be a part of this, hit apply and get your application to me ASAP. Now, whether you're new to the podcast or a loyal thought leader, please take a moment right now to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. And if you have any future episode topic suggestions, text me one 336 160 Now it is time to learn about the truth that people aren't telling you about entrepreneurship with Kendra Perry. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Framon, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back, and this episode is another episode that's part of a very, very special series where I'm interviewing and speaking with very, very special leaders, leaders who have been part of the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. And today's guest is super special because one, she's a fellow Canadian, and two, we seem to have like very similar senses of humor, and three, she is a fellow projector in human design. So Mm. welcome to the show, Kendra. I am so excited to see where our conversation goes today.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm excited to be here too, because this is how I first found you before the Thought Leader Collective was nerding out hardcore for three days on your podcast. Wait, did I know this? I don't know. I like literally listened to it. I somehow found your podcast, listened to an episode and I was like, whoa, and then listened to three more episodes and then applied to be in the Thought Leader Collective. It was super fast. (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't, this is news to me. I don't think I knew this. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Like there was like no, like there was like one touch point and I was like, I'm in, I like this girl.
0: <laughs> and I feel like I remember you saying in our first call, um, like, I don't even really know what this is about, but I'm in. Like, I feel yeah, like you said totally along those lines. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was like,
1: I don't even understand like what we're doing or I don't understand what this is about. I don't even really get what this is, but I'm in, I just want to be a part of it. <laughs>
0: I feel like some of that might be the Canadian energy. And for my fellow Canadians who are Mm. listening in, because I know there's a lot of you, because I checked stats, um, we (laughs) just have a tendency to find each other no matter where we're at, right? Because we're cool people. I agree.
1: Yeah. And in an (laughs) online business, there's so many Americans, right? So anytime I get a Canadian, I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? So want to be friends?
0: (laughs) Yeah, want to be friends, A, Let's do this, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that I have... I really love about you is, um, well, you really know your shit when it comes to business. That's no surprise. And for any of our listeners who are already familiar with you, you really know your shit. And I love your delivery because you also are blunt as fuck and you just say it how it is. And um, I think that that's really refreshing because... People need to hear it in this way. I think there's too many people out there preaching about business, telling people to quit their jobs, telling people to go after their dreams, and they make it seem so shiny and fun and like everything's great. But we know as seasoned entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that it's not all rainbows, butterflies, unicorns, and positivity. There's a lot of shit that we go through. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. why don't we first, I first want people to hear like, what made you make, what caused you to make the shift from being a health coach to supporting health coaches and building thriving businesses?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So, um, I built my health coaching business for about four or five years. And when I first started my business. I also got a position at functional diagnostic nutrition, which is like a certification program. I I certified through them and then they hired me and they ended up bringing me on. Eventually I started as a course mentor. So I was helping students go through the course and then they had me start their postgraduate membership program. Mm -hmm. And I was the director. And as a part of that, we had to do business trainings. And I ended up doing a lot of those business trainings. I would sort of research and I would use the experience that I was having to teach it to uh, the practitioners, the graduates. And I just really loved it. And I got really jazzed up about it. And I felt it was really easy and it really flowed. And I just ended up having a lot of people, you know, in the Facebook group asking me business questions and, you know, in some of the mentoring calls, a lot of business questions would come my way. And when I quit that position three years later, I felt really empty and I was like, oh my God, I really miss working with practitioners and I miss teaching the business. And it sort of made me realize that I was significantly more passionate about mm-hmm. the actual building of the health, co- health coaching business versus the actual health coaching, mm-hmm. even though I did enjoy that. And I love all my health coaching clients out there, but I just realized that there's very little education and business as a health coach, right? You learn how to be a health coach, but they don't really teach you how to build a business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have no idea what they're doing. And a lot of them didn't get into it to necessarily be an entrepreneur. They wanted Mm -hmm. to help people first it took me a year into my health coaching business, even realized that I was a business owner or an entrepreneur. I remember it just clicked one day and I was like, weird. How did that happen? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just saw so many of my colleagues struggling and I realized I could help. And there's some nuances with health and wellness. So I figured it would be a good niche for me. So I switched over and I mean, I didn't even see uh, a shift in like client load. It just happened really easily and seamlessly. So I knew I was on the right track.
0: I love that. And there's so many similarities with health coaching and life coaching, too. Mm. Because, you know, I went through a life coaching certification and it was really actually phenomenal. I recommend it to a lot of people. And at the same time, there was very little touch point on the business. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I found myself afterwards seeking out business coaches and programs, like trying to build that skill as well. But then there's like this whole other skill. Um, or muscle that we need to develop mm-hmm. that not enough people develop, which is the mindset. Yeah. Because building a business, in my opinion, is like the biggest journey of mind fuckery yeah. <laughs> we can never put yeah. ourselves through. <laughs> yeah. And so um, you were saying this just before we hit record, Like, it, it's a personal development journey. And I'd love for you mm-hmm. to share more about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's something that I think people are quite surprised with and don't even necessarily pick up right away when they're starting a business because they're just like, sweet, I need strategy. I can start a Facebook page and start telling people I'm doing my thing and people will come and it's not really how it goes. And I don't think what people realize is that business is very much a test, right? You can't pre-make a perfect business behind the scenes and just kind of throw it out there to the world it's a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall Mm -hmm. (laughs) and seeing what will stick and then making decisions based on that. So I think the big issue that people come up against is that they are very emotionally attached to their business. It's their baby. They feel Mm -hmm. very passionate about it. They feel very connected to it. So when they have failure or things don't go the way they thought they would, it becomes this attack on self to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. It means something about them. They suck. They're a failure. They're stupid. Why can't I figure this out? And the other thing, too, and I mean, I really noticed this, is it really unearths all your insecurities that you Mm -hmm. didn't even realize were still there. Like, it brought up a lot of stuff for me from high school. You know, I'd put a new product out there into the world, and suddenly I'd be high school Kendra who's worrying, worrying that, is anyone going to show up to my party? Like, are my friends actually going to come? Is anyone Mm going to come? You know, because you know, I hadn't something I hadn't dealt with. So I really do believe that building a business is a big journey of figuring out who you are Mm -hmm. and how to work through your shit so you can show up better for your clients and also be present to actually build the business.
0: Yeah. And it's so true with the failures, right? Like we attach so much meaning. Like if I fail, this this means that I am xyz um yeah. if i fuck up this means that i am xyz and all of which brings up all the insecurities all the shit that you thought you probably once dealt with mm-hmm. now come and slam you in the face um yeah. self worth issues self esteem issues yeah. um feeling not good enough feeling like you're too much feeling like you need to uh fit into a box like all the things come out and it's like we can have the perfect strategies. But if we're not being who we need to be to implement those strategies, then the strategies won't work. You know, it's kind of like, what was that movie where, um, if you build it, they will come. I feel like some people will know this movie field of dreams. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. If you build, I feel like so many people, right. (laughs) Was that the nineties? Um, yeah, I think so many people take that Mm -hmm. mindset. Like if I build it, they will come. If I build the Facebook page, they'll come. If I build the Instagram, people will come. If I announce my launch, everyone's going to buy it, but that's not the case. And so, um, what is the reality then?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is it's hard as fuck, <laughs> and it's a roller coaster, and you're gonna have days where you feel like, well what 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 the fuck am I doing? like why am I even doing this? I should just give up and I mean, I still have days like that. I had a day like that yesterday, and we talked about it mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's very much a roller coaster it doesn't feel good all the time, and I think too there's so much of not only having to, you know, love yourself and be confident in who you are, but you have to like know your voice. I know you talk a lot about this, Mm -hmm. like finding your voice because nobody wants to just be sold to all the time and nobody Mm -hmm. wants to buy from someone who they don't know. Mm -hmm. But if people are going to get to know you, you kind of have to know yourself and Mm -hmm. know who you are, you know, in the online space. So I think people don't realize like the leadership component of, you know, being a business owner and being an expert in your field. Mm -hmm. And then just being able to be yourself, because I think there's a lot of fear of judgment, right? I think we always Mm -hmm. fear that people are thinking something bad about us, or we're not smart enough, or we're not skinny enough, or Mm -hmm. they think I'm stupid. And health coaches especially have this inferiority complex to like medical doctors, because they're Mm -hmm. on license. So they always feel like they're trying to prove themselves, you know? Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's so, um, I think we, we all naturally play down our abilities and it's true. Mm -hmm. Like when we don't really fully trust ourselves or know ourselves, like how do we expect other people to get to know us? Mm -hmm. Um, and you show up very unapologetically on Mm -hmm. social media. Um, was that always the case?
1: No. (laughs) So (laughs) So talk to um, us about that. (laughs) Yeah, I used to be that like health coach robot showing up, like talking like a textbook. Mm -hmm. And I also had that inferiority complex because, you know, I wasn't a doctor. Mm -hmm. I was just some chick who took a health coaching certification and I'm up there talking about all this stuff. And I was super passionate about it. But I was always worried that people wouldn't think I knew enough. And I Mm -hmm. thought that in order for people to trust me and want to work with me, I had to be super smart and prove to them how intelligent I was. Mm -hmm. So I was very, you know, unemotional. I didn't swear. I was very like proper. And that's not me. You know, if you hang out with me in real life, like I, I swear, like a trucker, very Mm -hmm. blunt. I like to make jokes. Like it it just wasn't me. And it, it didn't really feel good, but I thought that's how I needed to be. Mm -hmm. and it actually was pretty exhausting like I felt quite tired with it because I almost felt like I was like being two different people yeah and one day I just was in kind of a funny mood and I did this video and my best girlfriend came on and I was talking about coffee enemas of all topics (laughs) this video is actually on YouTube and it has like 10 or 15,000 views on it. Super embarrassing. But (laughs) she was just on there making hilarious jokes and talking like we talk. So I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like bantering with her as she was saying these ridiculous things on this Facebook live. Mm -hmm. And it just felt really good to just be silly Mm -hmm. and kind of be myself. And I I sort of had an epiphany in that moment and realized, well, why don't I just be myself and see what happens? And initially I got a lot of hate because I started swearing and people were like, you have a potty mouth, you're unprofessional. Like, why do you mm-hmm. talk like that? Like have some class, that sort of thing. And it was kind of hard, but I sort of pushed through it because it just felt more authentic and it was easier. It was easy to just be myself and mm-hmm. kind of put that humorous blunt sort of spin on things. Mm-hmm. And since then it's just, you know, it's sort of just flowed naturally. And I don't really get as much hate anymore because I feel like people see me they're either like me or they don't.
0: So right. Yeah. You've weeded out the, the ones who are no longer aligned. Plus you've mm-hmm. probably attracted more aligned people into your yes. community. And, yeah. you know, it's so easy to tell people like, just be you, just be authentic, like just show mm-hmm. up. But it does take an understanding of who you are to be able to show up that way. Because I mean, for me, yeah. it was similar. Like I showed up as that a life coach, you know, who yeah. was, I mean, I look back, I, I cringe when I see like in my time hop app old videos Mm. that pop up. And I'm like super picture perfect, very still, not moving, just talking straight to the camera, very proper and polite and using terms that I don't naturally use because I saw other famous life coaches using Mm. them. and, And it's just super cringy. But at that time, I actually still hadn't unlocked who I was. And I think the more that I've gotten to know who I am, the more I continue to show who I am, but that so much of that has been due to this journey in entrepreneurship and building a business, you know, like this hasn't just been me doing personal development on the side. It's like business has pushed me in the direction of personal development. And I think it pushes everyone in that direction, but some people choose to see it and some people don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, that's completely true. And I think the people, the really high achievers, the people who, you know, are really happy and successful in their businesses. Like I think they've done the work and I always find it interesting when I hear some of these higher level entrepreneurs, like talk about spirituality and talk about personal development. Cause I realize how necessary it is, but mm-hmm. it's also an evolution and it's a progression. Like no one's going to figure it out overnight and mm-hmm. I needed to go through that whole kind of really uncomfortable time of figuring out who I was and not getting who I should be online and trying different things before it finally, I finally realized what felt good. And Mm -hmm. I think for anyone who's new to this, like, it's okay if you don't know who you are yet, but Mm -hmm. if you want to figure it out, you can. And business is super helpful to help Mm -hmm. you get there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Business is like, well, building a business
0: is like a, a vehicle. to uncover who we are. And, um, I'd love for you to expand more on that, on how business is actually a tool for personal development and in what ways specifically.
1: Yeah. I think part of it is that it's really uncomfortable, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's super uncomfortable and you can't build a business inside your comfort zone. And Mm -hmm. You, nothing is a learn, like we're not born naturally good at these things. I mean, maybe like some of like the kids now were born with all the test that's, this technology. Maybe they will just be naturally good at being on video, but right. you know, for us, that's not true. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have internet till, you know, twenties or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think people get caught up in being, um, Oh, I'm just not good at that. I'm just not naturally good at that. But really they just have to learn it and learning is uncomfortable And Mm -hmm. that sitting in discomfort just brings up a lot of things, you know, it brings up the fear, the self-worth issues and you get triggered a lot, Mm -hmm. right? if someone Mm -hmm. posts a negative comment online, you get triggered. And I remember spending like a week recovering from like a negative email that I Mm -hmm. got. And now I can see the email, feel crappy and be good in an hour, you know? Right.
0: (laughs) What did the email say?
1: Oh my gosh. I've had so many. (laughs) I just used to have, um, a lot of people be really offended by the way I talked just because I was very blunt Mm -hmm. and I swore and sometimes other practitioners didn't agree with my approach. Right. So I had a lot of like criticism in that way. Yeah. So I think if you don't use business to help you develop personally, I don't know if you'll make it in the Mm -hmm. entrepreneur space, because I I don't know who says this or if I can even back this up by research, but I believe this is true that it's like 80% mindset and Mm -hmm. 20% strategy, right? Mm -hmm. The strategy part is easy, but it's actually being able to take action despite the discomfort and the fear, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's always there when you do something new and people who aren't willing to do that are much better off in like their nine to five and that's totally cool. But if you want to build a business, you really have to be comfortable doing a lot of things that are uncomfortable and doing a lot of things that are imperfect. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a perfectionist, I don't know if you're going to make it either. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I can attest to that. I had to get over my perfectionism real quick Mm -hmm. uh, because that was a huge block for me. And, Mm -hmm. um, it is so uncomfortable to build these businesses, and um, I am on the same page with you on, you know, if you're not using it to develop personally, like you won't make it. Like I'm a strong believer mm-hmm. that entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. You know, leadership yeah. mm-hmm. isn't for everyone. It's like, and and more people need to understand that because again, mm-hmm. I think people are painting a picture of a fairy tale. And, yeah, I agree. And it, it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think the biggest piece, the biggest block to this that people miss the mark on is the mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, is the development of self, is the inner work. Mm-hmm. It's who you're being as you're building this business, leading your movement, building your community, your programs, your offers, your services, all those mm-hmm. things. Um, and the mindset games never stop. Like, yeah. I still to this day, deal with my own inner critic who can be a real bitch, you know, (laughs) like a real bitch. And like, I've even shared with you all in Thought Leader Collective, like some of my insecurities that have come up. And it's so interesting because now I, I feel like at this stage of where I'm at, I'm more comfortable talking about those things. But when you're starting Mm -hmm. out, it's almost like you feel ashamed
1: for feeling that way. Right. Mm Mm -hmm. And
0: that's something you probably see a lot with the people you work with.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of shame around not understanding the tech or how to do it right. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of the clients I work with, they're very hard on themselves, Mm -hmm. especially with the tech, especially with, you know, social media and stuff like that. And they're like, well, no one likes me or I'm so stupid. I can't figure this out. And I'm just like, well, do you think someone is stupid who's learning a new skill (laughs) <laughs> no, right? Like you would never call, I would never call you stupid. Cause you don't know how to ride a bike on your second day or whatever. Right. Right. But they're just, I find they're just so hard on themselves. And there's a lot of like, I'm stupid. I can't do this. And I work with a lot of, um, women, which I, which is interesting to me because, I see this a lot in women and for some reason I feel like men sort of know they're going to fail and they can kind of just push through, but mm-hmm. women take it so personally and everything mm-hmm. is like a personal attack on themselves and mm-hmm. they feel a lot of shame over, I can't make it work or I'm not making the money or, you know, I suck on social media. I'm not doing as good as her. Right. So there's a and, lot And of then that. they make it mean
0: something about them. Right. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the personal attacks like even yeah. they read uh someone else's Instagram post, you know, and maybe this is you listening. You read someone else's Instagram post and it feels like a personal attack. Yeah. And you take it super personally. And then yeah. you react or then you shut down and then you get mm-hmm. overwhelmed and everything feels so hyper personal when you are attaching like your worth mm-hmm. and your meaning to the outcome versus like seeing failure and fucking up as part of the journey like it's mm-hmm. going to happen i remember it has to happen yeah it has to happen mm-hmm. it has to hands down like mm-hmm. i i created this when i did my first amplified soul live event i did this whole mantra thing that we did at the end where we did these incantations and the lines were like you will fuck up you will fail you mm-hmm. will fall down And you will get back up like, but people fail to see this or recognize Mm -hmm. this piece. And, um, yeah, like, let's talk about failure Mm. for a minute. Cause I think this needs to be talked about more in our, in our business.
1: Yeah. I think people don't take action because of the fear of failure. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't let themselves succeed because they're afraid to fail. Yeah. But I mean, success is really just a series of failures that eventually stopped becoming failures (laughs) because you (laughs) failed enough times that you, you, you know, how to, um, what to do next. And, you know, I like people to really take a place of sort of like the detached observer Mm -hmm. because really failure is just information. Mm -hmm. It's just like something that happened. It didn't go the way you wanted it to. So why? Mm -hmm. Like you kind of have to just like detach from that outcome and look at it and be like, okay, like I launched this thing. I didn't get the signups I wanted what didn't go right? And how can I sort of reverse engineer this and figure out, you know, was I not clear enough? Did, was it the wrong time? Like, did I not give them enough notice? Was the pricing off? Like, there's so many reasons why people don't buy. There's so much psychology as to why people buy. And so with failure, I really encourage my clients and students to just, just take a step back. And just kind of detach from it and just like, look at all the amazing information that you got from the failure and really the success of doing anything in business is kind of just doing it Mm -hmm. because then you're better off. You have the information, whether you decided that it was a positive outcome or a negative, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, every single failure teaches you something. It teaches you what not to do and perhaps what to do and so failure mm-hmm. becomes these like stepping stones on how to build it the way you want and um you're never going to know if you like doing something a certain way unless you do it you know yeah. i think i was like super blessed to have a dad that would force us to eat try everything like food wise like he would be like just try <laughs> this and i'd be like i don't want to eat that dad it looks disgusting just try it how do you know you don't like it if you don't try it <laughs> it And I don't know if your parents are like that, but like my dad drilled that into me, but I took that into everything I do. And it's like, Mm -hmm. how really, how am I going to know if this is the right program for me to Mm -hmm. launch? If I don't launch it, how am I going to know if this is the right way to um, use social media if I'm not going to do it? And so I have built my business on a series of failures and fuck ups Mm -hmm. and some of which can be pretty cringeworthy, but.
1: Oh, yeah, I I got lots of those too. (laughs) You know, and it's funny that your dad made you eat like weird food, and my dad forced (laughs) me into competitive sports. I was forced into like basketball, soccer, taekwondo. I was like almost a black belt in taekwondo. I did moguls. I did all these things and adrenaline sports. And so I was always uncomfortable. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Constantly. And, you know, so I'm used to being uncomfortable. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've always kind of liked uncertainty and adventure and, Uh, so that has really helped me in business. And I think for me, learning how to be a better coach was realizing that not everybody has that. Yeah. Because when I first started out, I was like, well, just do it. Yeah. Why aren't you just doing it? Like I just gave you the strategy. Mm -hmm. Fucking do it. Why aren't you doing it? And that's when I really realized that there's all this mindset stuff that comes with starting a business that I wasn't fully aware of in the beginning. Yeah. What are some of the mindset traps that you
0: wish you knew at the beginning that you know now that you want to pass on to our listeners?
1: (laughs) Um, One is actually victimhood. Ooh, yes. I love this topic. (laughs) I know. Me too. because. And I see this in people, and I remember being in this space, so I don't Mm -hmm. want to shame anyone who might realize that they're in this space. Yes, and I was there
0: too, just to be clear. I was there for a long time, and I can still find myself having pity parties.
1: Yeah. It's okay to have a pity party, but it just can't last forever. Right. And it can't drive your business decisions, but just this feeling of like not having control or like, Oh, this, this isn't working for me. And it's because of this. And mm-hmm. it's because like, she has better branding or it's because, you know, people, they just don't like my personality. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of blaming on everything external mm-hmm. to you and just not taking, you know, personal or radical responsibility for your experience in mm-hmm. business. And, and I mean, the truth is, it's a hundred percent your choice. I believe success is a choice Mm -hmm. um, and you can get there, but it requires the work and you have to take ownership over the experience that you have in your business and the decisions you have. Yes, it's hard, but it's 100% your responsibility and no one else can build your business, but you. Mm. Yeah. So if you're in that victimhood space, then I mean, I just, again, I don't think like you gotta get out of that. You gotta shift that because mm-hmm. you have to be in a really strong, empowered, responsible place to yeah. be successful in business for sure. Yeah, you have
0: to start owning your shit and taking responsibility yeah. for where you're mm-hmm. at for sure. Yeah. Um, what's another mindset trap? Ooh, I like to call these the brain
1: blocks (laughs) because they just totally like block you. Um, But I think perfection I, I never struggled too much with perfectionism, but it's one that I see in people all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You can, if you go through any of my content, you'll know that I don't have a perfectionism issue because I've spelling mistakes and grammatical mistakes (laughs) all over my stuff and I don't care. You know, I think I cared more in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. I, I know, um, health coaches who will spend three weeks writing a blog post. Mm -hmm. You know, before they post it. And mm-hmm. um, that sort of imperfect action mm-hmm. is really, really important because I mean, perfection is a myth, right? And mm-hmm. I think it comes from a deep social conditioning to please everyone, right? And to be everything to everyone. And if you try to be perfect because you can't be perfect, it's just, I think that's a big um, reason why people procrastinate and they don't take action, right? Is, mm-hmm. you know, they're just waiting for it to be perfect. But, you know, you could wait till you're 80. Right, right, and, and then who's
0: who's the judge of what's perfect? Right, exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. The other one that um, really got me in the beginning, uh, I call it egoism. I don't know if that's a word or if someone <laughs> else. Well, uses if we're gonna make word. it a word. <laughs> if it isn't. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And it's just like thinking that it's about you, you know, oh, the reason why I didn't get engaged is because people don't like me or they think this about me or, oh, I think I like offended, I did this thing and it probably offended them and making up all these stories about how it's kind of all about you. Mm -hmm. And it's not about you, right? Like people don't have enough time or space to think about you Mm -hmm. at all, especially strangers on the internet. Yeah. your family and friends are barely thinking about you. Like you Mm -hmm. think about you, they think about them. And so I think just realizing that it's not all about you, it's about how the content or your presence is affecting them, Mm -hmm. right? So I think um, you gotta kind of check your ego.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not everything is about you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um,
0: I, I used to do that. Sometimes yeah. I still do yeah. when I'm having those days. And then I like see something and I'll be like, why don't they like me? Yeah. And I to remind <laughs> I myself. That too. Right. Especially during mm. launches and enrollments. Yeah. And you just got to remind yourself, like, it's not, it's not about you. Just yeah. tone it down a notch. Totally. Maybe take like, a there's break. so <laughs>
1: many reasons why people wouldn't buy during a launch. Right. Right like, you know, busy money, like getting distracted, like not the right fit. Yeah. Not the right fit. Like COVID. (laughs)
0: Yeah. A a million and one reasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And it's not just about you. And I think it's hard to not like internalize everything.
0: Yeah. So we've got like victimhood, perfectionism, egoism. Are there any other brain blocks that you
1: think stand out? Yeah, I mean, I think we've mentioned it, but self worth, right? Mm, um, mm-hmm. Like having like low self worth, low valuation of yourself, and mm-hmm. just thinking you're not worth it. And I think it, it, how that manifests in business is under underpricing, undercharging, yeah. uh, working. You know, it's funny sometimes when I have worked with clients, we've done the math, and I'm like, "So you're working for seven dollars an hour?" When mm. all is said and done, and they're like, "Oh," I'm like, "This isn't sustainable." Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So,
1: um, I think, you know, that thinking you're not good enough or who am I, I think that imposter syndrome can come in a lot Mm -hmm. and play a part in feeling like a fraud or feeling like someone else is better than you, or you're not good enough to be there offering up the information or not worthy of somebody Mm -hmm. investing their money and time in you. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. And that one's huge. Cause I, I remember um, when I was first starting out, mm-hmm. this was one of those like traumatic experiences oh, in business yeah. where I had, when I first started coaching, I was mm-hmm. doing free calls like all the time. Like I was just mm-hmm. offering free calls. Cause one, I wanted to build my skills as a coach. And two, I just wanted to put my services out there mm-hmm. and have people experience me, which by the way is a great tactic for projectors. Um, then I started charging and I think I'm pretty sure it was like 111 was the price tag because back then I was all like doing the the angel numbers because that's what I thought Mm. was cool. Um, So did
1: 111
0: for a I think it was like a one hour call and I put that out on my page and I was attacked by this woman who like really took it personally and said that I was taking advantage of people who were at their worst and like a horrible human being and because I was so early on in this work, my worth wasn't at a place where I'd created like a stable foundation. And so I, oh I allowed that to rock me. And I was like, Oh my God, like I, I shouldn't be charging. Like, why am I charging? Who am I to charge? Yeah. Like, uh, and I spiraled and it, it yeah. took a really good talk with my coach. Plus I think it was like a week of crying for me oh, to like yeah. get out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really understood, like, I need to get myself into a place where I feel so good that when people come at me in this way, I can stand and weather that storm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the piece that I, I feel people don't understand is like the trolls don't stop coming. People are, yeah. don't stop hating. You're going to still mm-hmm. get attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, You have to get yourself to a place where you really, truly feel worthy. You feel confident. You're convinced of, of your gifts Yeah, because people are going to come. I mean, I'm sorry to say people are going to come at you. People are coming at me today for posting what's on my mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You got to be bulletproof AF, right?
0: (laughs) Yep. And that, that's a skill within Mm -hmm. itself. And it's a skill that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, especially online, Mm -hmm that is a skill you need to develop and develop ASAP.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like to call that like the resilient survivor avatar. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's certain avatars that people need to kind of cultivate in Mm -hmm. order to like survive in the online world. Mm -hmm. And because it's true, you have to learn how to be really resilient and just pick yourself up. It's okay to fall down. We're all going to do it. Like I still sometimes cry in the fetal position Mm -hmm. on the floor or I get into my car and scream like a banshee because I'm frustrated but you got to just, you got to bounce back because otherwise it can take you out for so long and Mm -hmm. that can really affect your professional life, your business, but also your personal life and your mental health, right? Yeah, definitely Mm -hmm.
0: mental health. I mean, our businesses impact our mental health so much because we wrap up the meaning and the worth into it. Yeah. Um, And that's why, you know, we see so many people in entrepreneurship, dealing with anxiety mm. and depression. It's because you're wrapping so much of your meaning of who you are into yes. the success of your business. And, and that's not how it should be.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's also very fleeting, right? Like yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you've experienced like hitting like a monetary goal. You feel yeah. good for like an hour. Right. And you're like, well, what's next? Yep. Cause it doesn't, it, it doesn't last. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, it's true with like success in business. Like you're, it's not going to make you happy, you know, it's going to give you some dopamine Mm -hmm. or short amount of time, but you just, there's got to be a bigger reason why you're doing it. I think.
0: Definitely. There has to be a bigger why that's driving you and not Mm -hmm. just like the bottom line or the bottom dollar or the numbers that there has to be something really purposeful that is actually driving you, Mm -hmm. um, to keep you grounded and rooted in why you're doing what you're doing. Otherwise mm-hmm. you just end up chasing numbers.
1: Yeah. And that's and not fulfilling.
0: That. I've done it too.
1: A, a lot of my business. Cause <laughs> I, I really, I'm very motivated by money and I like money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Which, that's by the way is okay. Like yeah, and everyone, you, you it's a good to, thing. You need it. Yes. Exactly. And you need yes. to have, you need to value money. I think to be an entrepreneur, there needs to be Of course um, we do. Otherwise, like, what are you doing? Right. You yeah. gotta, um, you have a hobby. Just, yeah. And you just undercharge and let people take advantage of you. Right. Yeah. But it just can't be the only thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's got to be purpose to it. There's got to be mm-hmm. some, something that holds meaning, something that you're passionate about, something mm-hmm. that's going to drive you on those days when you are curled up in fetal position, crying <laughs> your eyes out because everything seems to be moving against you. Because yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, and especially in the beginning, right? In the beginning, you're literally just punching a brick wall. Yes. And you will feel like that and there's no way to make that not happen like you will have to spend a, a time like feeling like you're on a hamster wheel feeling like you're talking to a wall you know like posting on social media and no one's responding like that's that's a mm-hmm. part of it mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing it's kind of just part of the journey obviously you don't want yeah. that to go on forever but right i mean i think i think it takes a year of being online and being consistent and knowing mm-hmm. who you're talking to in order to really start to gain traction
0: mhm yeah i second that and i think like there's this weird progression that can happen with business too, right? It's like mm-hmm. one year you're you kind of learn a lot of what doesn't work, and then two years you start to step more into who you are and start to find mm-hmm. your voice. Three years usually people just like destroy everything and recreate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then in year four is like when you really kind of find your groove. Mm-hmm. Um, and so wherever you are in that journey, just know like you have a sense of control mm-hmm. and a lot of that is held in your mindset. Like you have control yeah. over your mind, you have control over your thoughts, you have control over how you choose to feel, how you choose to react and respond every single minute of every single day. Um, it's okay to have pity parties and cry and fetal position, but what are you going to do after that? Yeah. And how long are you going to do that for? <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I think that's actually a big lesson I've learned in 2020 is that I have control over my thoughts. And really, it's one of the few things I have control over. <laughs> so. Especially
0: in 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that that could be a whole other episode for a whole other day. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, Kendra, it's been like really awesome to have you as one of the leaders in the Thought Leader Collective. And I think our listeners um, and those viewing this, will agree like there is this vi- similar vibe between mm-hmm. us, which is really yeah. cool um, because I don't meet people like me often who me throw <laughs> flying fucks out in the air and yeah. like can talk about conspiracy theories and like all the things and it's <laughs> yeah. just fun. Um, yeah. But you've also just, you have given so much of yourself to the collective and your energy and your presence has contributed so much to why our 2020 collective is what it is. And I'm ju- I would just love for you to share a little bit about what your experience has been
1: as a leader
0: in the thought leader collective this year.
1: Yeah. So I was definitely nervous going into it. Um, cause I'm kind of a lone wolf, <laughs> uh, you know? Um, <laughs> maybe it's a projector thing, Mm -hmm. but um, sometimes we always feel like we're a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Maybe no one really understands us, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I've run my business. I have a few business besties, but, um, I don't have a lot of like connections online Mm -hmm. and that has been challenging because I'm so passionate about this and no one in my real life, like knows what the fuck I do. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, how's that hobby of yours? Like they have no idea that I, I run this, this company And so, but I knew I needed it. So coming into Thought Leader Collective, I think um, the best experience for me has been the community and the people. Mm. Um, I feel very safe and Mm -hmm. very supported and loved inside that community. And I don't think that's something I have felt often in like a group setting like that. I find Mm -hmm. in real life, I have a lot of friends, but you know, I'm better one-on-one. I get a little bit overwhelmed in the group and Mm -hmm. it's just been a really good experience because yeah, I feel very supported. I feel like I can bring up anything and even when it's really uncomfortable and maybe I don't even necessarily want to bring it up. Like I know it will always be received well. (laughs) Yeah. Like this week. (laughs) Like this week I was like, I should just like fake my wins and say that everything's awesome. And I was like, I just can't. (laughs) I'm like, I can't lie to you guys. I hate today. (laughs) So I think that's been that's been amazing, and um, I really love. I feel like I've been really propelled forward to see everyone else's success Mm -hmm. and how much they work on their shit. Mm It motivates me to work more on my shit, and we all have a lot of shit. Yes, (laughs) we we do work on. And obviously, I love working with you. I feel really uh, connected to you, and um, like I did from the beginning when I heard the podcast. Like it was an instant like there's something about this chick that I like. And and obviously like we connect on conspiracy and that's like so meaningful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Yeah. Everything you said. And it's just like, I want to mirror that even for me to see all Mm -hmm. of you working on your shit all the time. Like it's Mm a, it, propels me deeper into my devotion to work on my shit. So thank you so much for just being part of the first Mm -hmm. ever thought leader collective and for sharing a bit about your experience. And um, as we're closing out this episode, um, I would love for you to drop a final thought for our listeners, something to sum up this conversation, something that you want to leave them with.
1: Yeah. So I would just say, I'd love to leave some words of encouragement that you could fucking do it. Mm -hmm. You can do it. And you're amazing, and I believe in you. And if you truly want to be successful in your business, just take away the backup plan, just make it your only option, mm. and just keep moving forward. Love that.
0: Yeah. And if you need to repeat that part, just hit rewind, <laughs> play it as many times as you need to. <laughs> Kendra, thank you so much for sharing your presence on today's Thought Leader. I really, really appreciate you. And I can't wait till the day that we get to hug in person, hopefully at our second retreat when the borders reopen. (laughs)
1: on January 1st.
0: (laughs) Um, And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining me and Kendra on today's Thought Leader, where we are challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. Again, this episode is part of a special series where I'm featuring the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. If you want more information on how you can become one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 Collective, head to rubyframon.com forward slash TLC and apply Today. That link and more will be in the show notes. If you liked this episode between me and Kendra, then please share it with a friend. Hopefully, a friend who doesn't mind that we threw a bunch of fucks in here. (laughs) This is a safe place for fucks. (laughs) This is a safe place. And drop a rating and review on iTunes. And then if you have any questions for Kendra or myself, or you want to connect or just say hi, please reach out to us on social media. My handle is at IamRuby and Kendra is at Kendra Perry Inc. And those links will also be in the show notes. Thanks everyone. I will see you back here next Monday for a brand new episode of Today's Thought Leader.